1: Yeah, huh? Boogie like pissing, I'm a hootat. I'm a hootat. Long as I'm living, I'm a hootat. <laughs> Lose or win, and I'm a hootat. <laughs> hoot Sports coma, yeah, <laughs> this is where we do that. 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 Yeah. Boogie like Benson, I'm a hootat. I'm a hootat. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Yeah, welcome, do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. ain't much to touchdown, the vision really belong to us now, so much hate on the Saints you could probably tell, ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishing and you probably smell, the crooked referees are Roger Goodell, the fuck like this and I'm a who every day I'm living, I'm a who lose or winning, I'm a a'm a it's the sports coma, this is where we do that, where we do that at. We do that yeah. where we do that where we do that where we do that, we do that. We do that. boogie like this and I'm a who It's the sports coma this is where we do that, that. You're listening to the sports coma yeah. with the big Q and the guys on the pro right. right. oh, Media Network
0: All right. Shout out to the mighty Who That Nation, man. We up in this thing. Great Saint Thank Tank representing to the fullest, man. We up in this thing for another installment of The Coma Saints Midweek Report. Big ups to the fam. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all for being in the stream. Big ups to the fam as we get going in this episode of the show. Shout out for the mighty, the mighty Who That Nation, man, representing. It's the refusal that the ridiculous boneheaded logic of just refusing to do anything remotely a change in what's going on in the building. It's just foolish. And it's what it is. is outright boneheaded dinosaur minded stubbornness. That's what it is. Old school boneheaded dinosaur brain stubbornness. That's what this is. Cause you know, you can't deflect, you can't deflect their logic. They're meaning to who that nation's logic. You can't deflect the logic. And if you say, oh, there's just this, that, and third, you have to go to them for support. But yet asking for support, you it's, it's an even trade. And, I, and I've been saying that for a while, and I'm going to get into the news, fam. But let me just say this. I just think it's outright, you know, disingenuous, man, for these people to come to the Who That Nation and ask for more support, and they're not giving them anything in return. They throw the faith stuff at you. Oh, you just got to have faith, bro. This ain't a church, bro. This football, man. <laughs> this what you talking about? We got to have faith, Nah, bro. Your team is named the saints, but you're not behaving saintly. You're not, you know? And that's the whole point is this is, this is a football team. This ain't church, bro. <laughs> Miss me with the, with that stuff. This is not church, man. In church, when I'm talking to the Lord and I'm having, yes, that that applies, but we talking football, You got to, you got to show something here. Come on now, because that's what it's about, man. You're going to have to show me because you don't ask for nothing. You don't ask me for nothing. If you're not willing to give something in return, don't ask me for nothing. Why? Because we've given you everything, including time. We've given you time. We've given you money. We've everything, everything. And I I go over this long laundry list. Some of the stuff people don't even realize until they listen to the show and say, damn, are they really doing that? Family, I'm a historian of this team. Really, I am like when they have matters around just outside of the football, the business aspect. And I have a gift of tying it into football, like the stuff that happens off the field, into the field and bring it together. For instance, I'm going to give you an example before Tom Benson died and he had his daughter Rita LeBlanc and the rest of his, the children going at him, you know, right before he died, because he locked them all out of his wheels, took their car, you know, out of his wheel. He, they took it, their wheels, <laughs> I mean, they meaning their cars, Away from them, the, all the Mercedes Benz, he took them away from them and kind of put them out. You know, get, he gave him some bread, but he put him out of his will. So, you know, and not too long before he passed away, they then came together and sued Tom Benson. Now, why is this relevant? Just stick with me now. Hang with me now. They sued him, right? And they were suing to open up the books for the state. Put one in the chat if y'all remember this, because we covered it. We covered it several times on many streams. They sued him. His children sued him to open the books so they can get the fair money. They felt like they, they, they deserve from the team and the only way for them to get the money to figure out what they owed, they had to sue him to open the books so they can ferret out the books and the contracts with the state and all of that. So they can get their money. You know what happened shortly thereafter? He settled the suit with them and paid them all off with the, with, you know what they wanted. and and kept everything secret. Now, why was that such a sticking point where he got to the point where he was stubborn with them and cut them off. But when moment when they challenged him on them, on them, that paperwork with the state and the city, he backed off and gave them that bread. The reason is because they don't want you to know, because we already know. I already know that these deals, and it's not a, it's not a secret when they sold a soul to keep the saints here. The saints were crying about them not being, um, was not 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 relevancy, but they required feasibility, like financially speaking. They were talking about we need more suits or suites to be able to so we keep up with the NFL revenue and all this kind of stuff. We need a brand new stadium. We need this. We need that. And all this was happening prior to Katrina. But let me stick to my original point. The issue with the books that happened with the state was they didn't want you to open up all that. All that stuff is sealed, by the way, it's sealed where you can't see it. The moment they approached that he settled with them and have all that because they don't want you to break open the contracts and the agreements made between the city and the state with the saints. And pretty much all that's in there is it's a lot of bullshit up in there. A lot of stuff that's in there is free. They, give them, they don't pay no rent on the Superdome, no rent. It's not their building, by the way. It's a state, it's a state, it's a state or a taxpayer funded re- a building with an unelected council of people that sit on top of it and collect revenue from it. You don't see not one penny of that money. How and and that's often what I said. These are very bad deals that we have with these football teams. It's crooked. Very bad deals. And that's what's going on. They don't pay money on it. They don't pay no rent on the Superdome. They don't pay no money, no rent on the arena. They get all the concession, all of the concession revenue, all of the merch, all of the parking revenue, all of that stuff that's in there, they get it all. They don't pay many. They don't pay any, but uh, pr- probably any of all tax very low amount of taxes to the state. And you can wonder why Gills is sitting up there worth over five billion dollars and the richest person in the state of Louisiana. If I didn't have to pay taxes and I had lived for free off of other people, and then whatever they pay for, I then take my private business and bank off of it, then of course I would be rich too. Cause we, I'm operating on a whole nother different level than the rest of everybody. If you have to pay taxes, if you have to have these type of encumbrances and I don't, then of course I'm gonna have more money than you. Of course. And this is the deals that the state made to keep the saints here, which is a very unfair, fair deal. And don't talk about the utilities who pay for the lights in the water. Guess who you think that's the saints. That's your ass again. So when the dome lit up like a Christmas tree, the arena lit up like a Christmas tree, guess who got to pay for that? That's right. You mighty who that nation. Then on top of that, you could put signage all over the building, get naming rights for the building and collect money off the building that you don't even own. How do you do that? You how are you collecting money off of naming rights to a building you don't own? Only in these on these these type of structures. This happens this is totally unfair. But that's a whole nother case in point. So what I'm saying is I bring all that to you. And then behind that, I ask you to give me most support. Your booing does not help the team. Y'all just keep supporting us. Bring your support. All that I just told you, and you still asking for more? And plus, we make we give you all the money, you make the player super rich. All y'all sitting up in that rich, multi, three times over rich. Everything the, the practice facility was paid for with taxpayer dollars. Guess what they did? Put Oshner's name on it and, and collect the money off of it. You can you banking out everywhere, you still asking me for more? I'm paying $20. Oh, you know, I got a running joke about the $20 nachos. I'm not kidding on that. We went down there. To the to when was that a year or so ago we went down there and got the nachos. We had what? My boys, her boys. We had four boys there and plus, man, we spent like $70 or something. I was like, girl, what is this? That's how much it costs. I was like, you are you kidding me? $20 something dollar nachos. That's some of the concessions in the Superdome with some of the highest in the NFL. I'm paying all of that, then all of the stuff I just told you about, and then they still asking you for more. All right. So that's what I'm saying. When when you hear me get upset and frustrated, I'm coming with all of that in my head. I'm saying that I'm saying with my aggression, with all of that in my head, when you asking for more and not delivering on the field. You banking everything, the practice facility, state of the art, whatever you need, and you still can't win. And then when you when we complain that you're not winning, you ignore us while asking for money, which is pretty much saying, shut up and give me your money. Come here and still, you know, come to hit this building. They don't want to hear you, but they want your bread. Enough is enough. We are not let these people get away with way too much, man. But anyway, let's get back into it. All right. Saints make a few roster moves here. Uh, and a shout out to Niles, man, been doing great work. Shout out to our contributors at the who dot com. shout out to them people, man, because man, the Lord blessed me with these people that came along and they've just really been really great people building up the site and doing great things. The who that daily.com is our headquarters site. That's something that we created coming straight out of the PRO media network. We've been running it for a while, man. And we talk about, you know, we covered other people. We give shine to other people's articles, but, We finally decided to do this, what, a couple years ago to create a site where we have writers and stuff. And, man, shout out to them, man. They've been doing a great job in writing these articles, man. So, anyway, Saints have made a few changes there. Now, according to Mickey Loomis, he announced through uh, the Saints channels that they're signing defensive tackle PJ Mustafir from the Broncos practice squad. Now, he stands 6'4", 315 pounds, and entered as an undrafted free agent with the Broncos. So we kind of pilfered one of Peyton's people, which is a kind of a, a, a spin. You can see Phil Yates basically reporting on that as well. Saints also welcomed linebacker Monty Rice, who's actually a pretty decent linebacker, a former third-round pick in 21's draft by the Titans. Plays really, dude's really pretty decently run. He's a pretty decent linebacker that the Saints picked up right there. That might be a guy they want to keep around This Monty Rice dude, he's actually pretty good. All right, so also with them bringing in these dudes like Rice, who was collegiately played with the University of Georgia over the last three seasons, Rice made his presence felt in the NFL, participating in 35 games, 10 starts. His stats are impressive. 110 is what he did on his tackles, a forced fumble, a pass defense, and 18 special team stops. In 23 alone, he contributed 17 tackles in the career-high, nine special teams stops while playing in 12 games for the Titans. In corresponding moves, the Saints placed defensive lineman Malcolm Roach and starting safety Marcus May on the IRL list. Four weeks at least with five games left to go in the year. Team also terminated the practice squad contract of Daniel Sorensen. It's no surprise on that. Sorensen is over the hill. He was a veteran that was supposed to come in as a special teams player last year. I don't understand why he's still on the practice squad. Sorensen should have been gone. But this is some of the moves the Saints made. So once again, they bring in the defensive tackle, P.J. fear, and then they have the linebacker, Monty Rice, they bring him in there as, as well. And then, you know, it is what it is. They put both Marcus May and Malcolm Roach, unfortunately with Malcolm Roach, who's playing really well this year. And so some of the guys will have to step up into that thing and make some stuff pop. So give me just a second. Let me put the, usually when I talk about that, I usually bring up the depth chart. And we take a look as you can see all kind of stuff going on. You see the injury designations are, are mounting because this is a portion of the, of the, uh, of the year. And listen, fam, listen, this is something right here. And I was reading this story early, not just a little sidebar about Sergio Brown and what happened with Sergio Brown and his mother. I was talking to my mother about this, this came and I was talking to her about that, about this former NFL player, Sergio Brown used to play for the Patriots. His mother turned up dead behind, I think her house and people was trying to figure out what it was. And Sergio disappeared. And they were asking him people, the neighbors saying the last time they seen her alive is that he was with her. So they're thinking that he had something went on with Sergio Brown and his mama. So he finally. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Popped up, and this story was just popped up here. And he said he's not guilty of first-degree murder of his mother. It's an incredible story, and it's something usually, you know, just it's just something that caught my ear. Very strange and sad story. It was. You know, so anyway, looking at the depth chart, man. Uh, Carr, of course, he's questionable. We'll look at the the um, the injury report momentarily. Just give me a chance here. As you can see, we're going through it. And two of the guys that you see mentioned here, well, Moose to Fear is, is listed here. And, of course, we know that. He might he might very well get an opportunity with you bringing PJ Mustafa He'll get an opportunity to play as a reserve with Malcolm Roach being out, and of course we know uh, Cam Jordan's having injuries as well. We've seen Tanu Yo there. Granderson is healthy. Isaiah Foskey still playing, kind of banged up. PJ, I mean Peyton Turner still out, and Mustafa is here. And if you look at the linebacker level, you see Monty Rice is there as well as Pete Werner is still dealing with some injuries. So. In Demario Davis, Zach Bowen, Nephi Sewell got a lot of reps last game. DeMarco Jackson is behind him. So they bring in a veteran looking for a more veteran guy. And Monty Rice could possibly see some action in the Carolina game. You know, he's a veteran. And Monty Rice might be a guy that you want to keep around if you're the Saints, man. He's, he's a pretty decent linebacker. And, of course, we know what Marcus May on the IR here. Jordan Howden will op- occupy that starting spot for the next four games. You know, until Marcus May gets back, if the Saints have a playoff run, we'll see. But that's some of the stuff going on right there. But look at how all of these, these, you know, red here, red here. So you got a lot of stuff going on with Jawan Johnson also dealing with injuries. So let's kind of bounce right into this one, Saints Wednesday injury report, the first injury report of the week for the Saints. 15 Saints listed on that guy, on that dire hair uh, injury report. 15 New Orleans Saints players listed. As we get to it, Isaiah Foskey, quadricep, did not practice. Taysom, foot and left hand, DMP. Cam with the ankle, DMP. Marcus May put on IR. We just covered that. Kendra Miller with the ankle. He's been banged up off and on all year. Malcolm Roach is on the IR. Rashid Shaheed dealing with a thigh issue. He was shut down in Wednesday's practice. But Derek Carr with a concussion, rib, and right shoulder, they got him as listed as limited limited in practice could you believe that can you believe it's like it's like you have a a a i ain't gonna call a man a zombie but that's the best thing i can come up with it's like you got this 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 uh monster from the from from space somewhere and then you i mean it's like jason for he's somebody you you Put a whole boat of dynamite and roll it out there. He in the water somewhere, and you, the guy like has he got some some dynamite in the boat, and he pushed the boat right behind Jason, and then it blows up, and then you like y'all start celebrating, yeah, yeah, he we got him, we got him. And the next thing you know, he come up out of the water, and his 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 jacket got he. I mean, it's just crazy. You, you the dude's like, dude, I, I just sent the boat full of dynamite over there, and that guy's still coming at you. Don't make any sense. <laughs> Don't make any sense. Limited with a concussion, rib, right shoulder, all of that. Boy, that dude harder to get rid of than, than uh steroid filled cockroaches. Let me tell you something, man. Oh my goodness, man. This is amazing. Concussion, rib, and right shoulder, and limited. Good lord. My goodness. Jimmy Graham. you know not injury related rest limited in practice Joanne johnson quadricep limited eric mccoy shoulder limited andrew shoulder limited ryan Ramchek, not injury related rest but he got a knee issue so he's limited (laughs) okay if it's not injury related he rests and he got a knee issue so i guess he does have an injury if he got a knee issue you've been dealing with that all year and of course pete werner shoulder and oblique He's dealing with that. Blake Gruppe fully practiced with the right going, groin issue because guess what? He didn't kick anything last week. He had he, you know, it says to kick he was kicking off and stuff like that. But in terms of him having, you know, kicks or, you know, kicking field goals, he didn't have to do none of that. He didn't attempt a field goal last week. So he had an opportunity there. Carolina on the side, Troy Hill, uh, ankle, uh, N I R rest DMP. Uh, Taylor Mouton with a knee issue in IRS DMP Adam Thielen the same way DMP Williams the defensive end with a knee DMP Von Bell our former guy limited with a shoulder issue Bradley Boozman, the starting center there with an ankle issue chin one of their safeties is limited and they starting to get some of these guys back because a lot of these guys were out hurt. So they're kind of getting them back for this game. And the Carolina Panthers defense is not a bad, a bad defense. It's the best unit of the team. The offense stinks, but the defense is opportunistic. So you got uh, gross Matos is the hamstring. He was limited. Marquise Haynes is limited. J.C. Horn, hamstring limited. Hayden Hurst limited. Some of their best players, These some of their best players are hurt. Uh, Stephen Sullivan limited. Tommy Trimble, the tight end limited. And fully practiced is Barno ankle fully practiced so that's the practice the injury report for Wednesday for both teams and the Saints got a lot of people on this list and and truthfully man listen I just I, I look at this and I kind of think to myself like how is this man with all the stuff's going on with this guy why is he why are they trying to keep putting him up here he can't perform the man is hurt man the man is hurt he got three injuries, and they're going to shoot him up with, in, with the, the type of industrial strength painkiller they were giving Tony Romo when his back was tough. I mean, this dude had severe back issues, but out there throwing touchdowns. I was like, damn, the NFL don't give a damn about these players. <laughs> Good grief. I know your back broke down, man, but listen. uh Take this industrial strength. uh, This is super-duper uber industrial strength painkiller. We're going to shoot this in your back. And then he gets out there running around and win a game, win us a game. And then never mind the fact some bitch can barely walk at the end of the day when he's, we quit playing. I mean, my goodness. But it's all about, oh, it's about keeping the player safe. Boy, you a lie and a half, man. Derek Carr with all that stuff and he's still limited. So we're going to see what's going on. He's still in concussion protocol right now. But, you know, he should be DMP just like some of these other guys up here. You know, just to be honest with you, man, that guy needs to sit down, man. Not because I don't like his plays, because I think the dude really hurt, man, to be honest with you. All right. So anyway, fam, let's move on from that. And then we're going to talk about uh, Elvin Kamara. Let's get to the Elvin Kamara story. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all can hear us and play this interview from AK-41 that was provided by, what is this, Channel 6, WDSU uh, Channel 6. This is on Elvin Kamara with his thoughts on the team. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all yeah. Uh,
2: Mark told me this a long time ago. Um, uh, Cam told me this a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, Cam told me this a long time ago. Uh, Craig Robertson, Coon, uh, uh, John Coon. like the only way we all stay here is if we win. Everybody from the person, the reception is at the front desk to the equipment room, you know what I'm saying? So obviously when you're not winning there and there's an alertness to be like, okay, well, damn, like anybody it's, we could all be gone. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of my standpoint and it's like I I that's why every Sunday I try to do everything I can because I feel I do I do feel like we got the right players in here to win, you know what I'm saying? I feel like we got the right to locker room. I don't feel like there's a problem with our locker room. So like whatever I can do to help and try to, you know, make sure that we all stick together and stay together. That's what I'm going to do.
1: And another thing you've said a lot recently is no more talking. Hey, and I do does that, does that feel more true this year, this month, than ever before? I mean, the last couple of years there were injuries. There mm-hmm. was a new quarterback. Yeah. There's there there a new coach. Yeah. But does this year feel like the, any hope that, that things are just happening this way because <laughs> blank? is over. And then yeah,
2: goes. I'm not. I, like I said, I, I got the same message I had the other week. It's like action. I'm sick of Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not really too interested in um, like empty, like, oh, we got to be better. That's every, that's every, even the teams that are winning are saying that, like, they got to be better. Know, well, knowing that, not saying it, like, it's obvious. We, we got to get better. There's things you got to improve on. There's things you got to, you got to do better. There's things that you're not doing so well that, you know, like, And we always say it. There's things that you might do in a game that, you know, you win a game and the next game, it might get you beat or like, you know, so whatever it is, whatever the case may be like, some things are gonna get you beat later in other games. And what? I just, it's just, like I said, I'm more about, I'm more like, in in all facets of life, I'm solution-based, right? I'm more practical. So it's like, okay, well, there's a problem, address the problem, figure out steps you know, towards the solution. That's it. That's all I'm focused on. I'm not really with the buffer, I mean with the fluff or the you know, just talking just to talk. I'm just I'm more solution based, so that's kinda of like a locker room thing.
1: It has been three losses in a row, but
2: is there anything that has gotten better yeah. in the last month? Jimmy Graham scored a touchdown. <laughs> 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 that was good to see, you know. Um take that for what you you want to take it for. Hey, I ain't never experienced nothing like that in my life. Well, in my in my New Orleans life. So it was definitely um, a shock to see. Um, there was a lot of Lions fans in there, and there was a lot of booing going on. So definitely not what I'm used to experiencing, and um uh, obviously don't like it. But, you know, as a fan, I can understand it. Mm, I wouldn't say it's difficult to tune out. You hear it, but it's like it's not going to affect my play, you know. But I hear it though. You hear it.
1: Um.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess so. I, I guess. I guess so. I don't, I don't know. I mean, but you got to. Again, you got to kind of address like, okay, what was the booing for? You know. So then it's like, all right, well, what are they booing? Because they don't. They don't like what we do. I don't know it's a, it's it's more to it, it's more layers to it yeah a few weeks ago or you were talking about like
1: you wanted to know how you guys were going to get better rather than what do you feel like you guys have gotten those answers a little bit better like, um,
0: i
2: think we're playing good football i think there's players that want to win and, and want to do the right things and they're they're um it just playing with with, with some passion and, and and playing with a kind of a sense of urgency um that's how I feel about it. Like I said about me, like I, I try to go out there and, and do everything I can to help us win, um, and I think there's players that's doing that too. So that's kind of like my answer to that. No, I feel like every, for me, I feel like every game is must win. Now, obviously the reality of this game is, you know, the goal is to win every game. You might lose some, but. Um, I'm not looking at this game like, oh, they're 1 11. We've got to beat them. I'm looking at them like, it's the Carolina Panthers. It's the next opponent. And it's also a division opponent. We need to do what we need to do to beat them. You know, like they're not going to come in here and lay down. So you got to work for it. Do you, do
0: you have a chance to see any of that? And
2: I don't know if you, you want to talk about it, but the social media stuff, Mike, did you see any of that? Or Wait, Mike? You? Yeah. Um, I kind of, um, some of my friends sent me some of it. And they, I, I guess. Whatever he was tweeting during the game and, well, you got a question about it? Like what's yeah. your follow up question?
1: felt like you understood what he
2: was getting at, it was a little bit A lot of people a lot of people have a, a certain perception on Mike T, right? I've been I've known him for a good seven years and I kinda know how he thinks and what makes him tick, so I ain't really I mean, Mike is Mike. You know what I'm saying. So whatever he choose to tweet in his free time is what he choose to tweet, and I wouldn't say that I, I like. I don't really. I don't know everything that he tweeted, but I've seen a couple, and I don't. I wouldn't say that I particularly have a problem with. You know anything he was tweeting. That's that's his personal opinion. Now, if he want to broadcast it, that's on him. If he want to keep it to himself and you know call call the pastor and talk to the pastor about it personally, then that's on him. But you know he chose he chose the way that um that he best felt like was representative of who he is to express it and that's on that's that's that can it
0: be a slippery slope though in terms of um, keeping like the team on on the same page
2: like what like the team as far as
0: as far as like not even giving well i don't know maybe it doesn't matter but yeah. you don't want the appearance of dissension right but maybe if the dissension whether whether it appears or not doesn't matter I don't know. <laughs> you be the judge
2: <laughs> Did you talk to him at all? Who Mike? Know? Me yeah. and Mike talk all the time. That's talk about that? yeah, You know, I see now. Now we getting into how I how how I'm perceived and how I um handle certain things. We talk about a lot of things. That's true. Yeah, we was talking about some real estate. Good talk. Yeah, good talk. Good talk. Expensive talk. cool Black and like real estate.
1: <laughs>